Following the uh, recent blow-up of the inter-Korean liaison office in Kaesong, North Korea has hinted their next moves will depend on the reactions from Seoul and Washington. So what will be the reaction from Seoul and Washington? Uh, There is a lot of speculation that uh, President Donald Trump may indeed even uh, do the uh, dramatic act of pulling U.S. troops out of South Korea. So we're going to discuss this in further detail with David Maxwell from the North Korea Policy at the Foundation for Defense of Democracies. He is also a 30-year veteran of the United States Army, uh, serving in various command and staff positions in South Korea. Hello. Hello, good evening. Well, thank you so much for joining us, sir. Uh, So uh, Seoul and Washington considering uh, restarting these uh, joint military drills, deploying strategic assets uh, uh, to the peninsula uh, in response to what happened with uh, North Korea and this explosion of the uh, liaison office there. Uh, This is something the main opposition has been calling for uh, for uh, quite a while. Uh, North Korea is implying that they have some further provocations up their sleeve. What what are your thoughts on the possibility of uh, Pyongyang engaging in um, maybe more dramatic, provocative uh, behavior? I think it's very possible, and we're likely to see a gradual increase between now and the elections in, in November. Of course, there, there are many reasons uh, possible for uh, their actions. Uh, you know, it appears that they may be grooming Kim Yo-jong uh, for succession, and that's why she's been apparently taking the lead. But I think the real problem is that uh, North Korea has not had sanctions relief, and Kim Jong-un has failed to get sanctions relief for the past two years. He thought that he could play President Moon and President Trump uh, to get sanctions relief and still be able to keep his nuclear uh, weapons. And so his failure to do that really requires him to go back to his blackmail diplomacy, which is based on uh, increasing tensions, conducting provocations to gain political and economic concessions. Uh, and I think that we're going to see uh, increasing uh, provocations over time uh, up to probably the election period, or at least an October surprise. Uh, is there some kind of uh, possibility that they have, besides maybe providing a distraction or maybe disruption to the uh, November presidential election, that, that, that they would uh, prefer to deal with a Joe Biden rather than a, a Donald Trump? Because I, I understand that uh, you say there's been some disillusionment with uh, Trump and his uh, promises, uh, but it does not seem like um, a President Biden would be any more conciliatory, right? No, I, I don't think so, and he'd probably be more hardline, although I think that Kim Jong-un is very upset because President Trump claims a foreign policy success because of Kim Jong-un's promise not to test nuclear weapons or test an ICBM. And so President Trump has declared that success for him. And and so in Kim Jong-un's mind, President Trump has gained politically uh, because of his meetings with, with uh, Kim Jong-un. And Kim Jong-un has not benefited politically at all. And in fact, his failure to get sanctions relief has put him under enormous pressure inside Pyongyang. So uh, I think that uh, he's certainly unhappy with uh, President Trump's unconventional, experimental, top-down, pen-pal diplomacy. Mm. Uh, But I think you're correct. I don't think he really expects anything better uh, from uh, Vice President Biden if he is elected in November. 
One result of uh, Biden uh, potentially winning the uh, election and becoming the next president would be uh, his efforts, uh, we can uh, pretty safely assume, to shore up his, uh, the various alliances that have been frayed uh, uh, throughout the world with the U.S., including in Europe, where uh, the recent decision by Trump to pull out some troops out of Germany has raised some eyebrows. Uh, the very contentious defense cost negotiations here in uh, South Korea between the two sides uh, with what is deemed to be uh, in Korea, and also I would uh, say the majority of the uh, the, uh, the American official uh, public uh, excessive demands uh, with uh, the defense cost burdens. Uh, d- do you feel that uh, there is a risk that these alliances are fraying a little bit in the midst of not just a pandemic, but these uh, uh, military tensions around the world, including on the peninsula? Yes, I think that you know President Trump's worldview uh, is very different than I think most Americans. Uh, except for his base. And for him, alliances are a balance sheet. They are purely transactional. Uh, whereas most of us believe, and most Americans believe, that alliances are based on shared interest, uh, shared value, shared strategy. And, and of course, Korea and the United States share interests and values and strategy, uh, and we have for the last seven decades. And so that's really been the foundation of our alliance. But uh, President Trump's view is uh, allies should pay for U.S. troop presence. Uh, and, of course, South Korea has paid, uh, and, you know, it's, it's really a question of the demands that President Trump is making on South Korea, soon to make on Japan for about $8 billion, you know, demands they've made on other allies. Uh, but, in the, you know, in terms of shoring up alliances, I think that is number one. I think we should realize that we have alliances because it's in the U.S. interest, in our national security interest, to have alliances And in terms of the Korean Peninsula, neither South Korea nor the United States can be successful uh, against North Korea without a strong ROC-U.S. alliance. And so it's really imperative that we maintain a strong alliance, uh, again, built on the foundation of shared interests, shared values, and shared strategy. The question of troop withdrawal, uh, is that something that is uh, actually possible or uh, potentially in the works here on the peninsula because of the fact that uh, there is a precedent with what Trump recently decided to do with Germany, which uh, a lot of uh, Trump's critics are saying is something that uh, Russia was was uh, very pleased with. Could it be possible that before his term ends that uh, he could decide to have uh, some kind of order to reduce troops on the Korean peninsula? The big difference between uh, Germany and South Korea is the law and what Congress passed in the National Defense Authorization Act. And it says that no money can be appropriated to withdraw funds from withdraw troops from Korea unless the Secretary of Defense certifies that it does not harm U.S. or South Korean uh, national security. Uh, so in order for President Trump to withdraw troops from South Korea, Secretary Esper will have to certify that there is no impact on national security for either country. Uh, now, he, of course, could do that. Uh, but I think any national security expert, any practitioner would know that the withdrawal of troops, any amount of troops from South Korea or any large amount uh, could impact deterrence because we know that uh, North Korea is deterred by the presence of U.S. forces. And for the last 70 years, together, South Korean military and U.S. military have successfully deterred a North Korean attack, which is the number one priority. The number one priority has to be to deter war on the Korean Peninsula, and U.S. troops make a huge contribution to that deterrence. And that language uh, in the uh, Defense Authorization Act, that was, that was your proposal, right? Uh, not me personally, but 
uh, that was Congress's. Uh, you know, I certainly uh, agree with that, right. and uh, and that was you know that was congressional language by the the staffers and the congressmen. But uh, I certainly advocated for that uh, position uh, because I think it's most important that we protect uh, the strength of the Rock U.S. Alliance. And final question: uh, the uh, explosion, the the basic blow up of this uh, liaison office, a very provocative move by North Korea. Uh, interesting that uh, Trump has not really specifically addressed this issue. He does seem distracted by other domestic political matters, but uh, is that a surprise to you? Well, I, you know, I think when you look at it, neither Kim Jong Un nor President Trump are discussing it. Uh, and so, despite my previous comments about Kim Jong Un being upset with President Trump, Uh, I think that uh, both of them, in some ways, are still trying to protect the relationship between the two Uh, and that pen pal diplomacy and that that relationship. uh, So I don't think either of them are are, are willing to to, uh, completely uh, uh, destroy that relationship. And so that's why I think President Trump is not uh, reacting to that. And I think that's why Kim Jong-un is having one of the reasons that Kim Yo-jong may be taking the lead in the rhetoric and the ordering of, uh, of the destruction of the liaison office. All right. Well, uh, we're going to leave it there, David Maxwell, for, for North Korea Policy at the Foundation for Demence, uh, Defense of Democracies. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate your time. And thank you. Take care.